Be Coastal at the Boatyard Restaurant, located at 1515 Southeast 17th Street Causeway in Fort Lauderdale. Here, you'll feel part of the yachting tradition of South Florida as you experience the Boatyard's hooked table, seafood-eccentric menu, with fresh catches listed by name of the fishermen who caught them. The Boatyard's open kitchen is also known for premium grilled cuts of meat and a menu that's sourced from local ingredients. Sit inside in modern nautical-themed rooms or dockside and watch the boats cruise by as you enjoy lunch, dinner, and Sunday brunch. Monday through Friday, the locals know that the Boatyard's happy hour is the best place to gather for bar bites and handcrafted cocktails at great prices. And don't miss out on Ladies' Night every Thursday. Call ahead to book your reservation today at 954-525-7400. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is The Real Guy Podcast. Everybody, it's Captain Jeff. This is The Real Guy Podcast. It's a podcast by real guys for real guys. And uh, today we got Lamont Jones in the studio. Lamont, good to have you. What's up, man? Nothing. Just um, going over all the different stuff online this week. A lot of social media activity. Like ridiculous. A lot of stuff going on online. One thing in particular that stood out to me this week, and it happens kind of frequently, not, you know, back to back to back, but every couple of weeks or so often there's an episode where you see some guys in a boat fighting with a homeowner who doesn't want them to fish his dock. Right. And... It usually goes back and forth and escalates. Neither guy is willing to back down. The guy that wants to fish the dock is... He is... um, What's the word I'm looking for? He is motivated or whatever to fish that dock. He is not going to be deterred. Right. He went there with a purpose. He's set on it. And the homeowner is also determined. He's set on nobody fishing his dock. Right. Right? right. Now, I know the rules. I know the laws, at least with um, navigable waterways that are controlled by the Army Corps of Engineers. But in salt water and stuff, I know the laws that you're not allowed to harass a fisherman or a hunter while they're in the um, while they're doing it, while they're fishing or hunting. In the act of fishing or hunting. Right. But I started thinking about it, and I'm like, how many grown men that have boats? Are fishing these docks, and what are they trying to catch? Like the one this week, what was that guy? What were they going to catch there? Underneath the guy's dock? Yeah. I don't know. Grunts? Maybe. Snapper? How big? Undersized? Majority would probably be undersized, but they might squeak out a 12-incher here and there. Like, okay, let's say best-case scenario, the guy that has the dock, the homeowner who's kind of his, okay, he's a jackass. We know that. Anybody that turns on their hose on somebody else is a jackass. Right. But that guy has been putting all his fish carcasses and conch shells and dead coral and rocks and all this stuff underneath his dock to try to build a little habitat. A little eco-aquarium. A little, little thing. He's got a little light down there that comes on at night, a little blue or green light. You mean to tell me that that is some dude's fishing spot? Yep. Is the homeowner's aquarium? Yep. 
And they're like, dude, let's get up early Saturday morning and go fish this guy's dock. Well, they want to get up real early because um, they don't want the guy to be up while they're fishing the dock. Jeez. <laughs> like, they had to strategize around it. But so yeah. they know. Like, we grew up, right? We grew up. You always had a boat and stuff. And, like, we kind of knew don't mess around over there by the moss's house. We just keep going. Right. I mean, you don't want to wake those guys. They were a couple years older than us. Don't wake their seawall. They had a loud dog. They had a loud dog. Just get by their house, and then you're in the clear. Right. And then, you know, um, the big fishing spot, everything there was Wayne's house. Correct. Now, we weren't catching grunts. Wayne had a pretty sizable chunk of property with a pretty decent ecosystem that he put in there and everything. And that waterway holds world-class fish, regardless of what the water taxi wants to claim, and they're pushing you out of there all the time. But Wayne and his wife, <laughs> both rest in peace, they treated you with class. No, they did. They did. At no point did Wayne run out there with a garden hose and be like, get the hell away from... You know, I mean, if Wayne didn't want us fishing next to his thing, we would have backed off. Correct. You know? So the guys that are fishing the little tiny docks on the Fingerling Canals, that's their only spot? Well, maybe. And get real, there's a lot of sheepshead fishermen out there. And they want to be, you know, around those docks. And the snook fishermen, the ones that catch the small snooks. Like the half-pound snooks? I mean, all the way up to, you know, eight, nine pounders around docks like that. But, yeah. I mean, dude, I fish people's docks. I got, I get all up in their docks sometimes. But late it's not, at night. Right, late at night. And then, um, and there are every once in a while somebody will come out and ask me not to fish their dock. And then I leave. Are you ever close enough to the dock where the guy could hit you with the garden hose? Yeah. Really? Often. But, like, I don't, like, I, you know, I get both sides of it. But considering I got to go out there every day and I'm just fishing those small canals, the last thing I want to do is have any enemies on these small canals. So I'll, like, you know, just kind of roll by them. And then um, if they ask me not to fish there, you know, I don't say too much. I pretty much don't fish there. Which, you know, that's my prerogative. I got the right to fish there. I could tell the guy right. to go screw off. Right. But, like, usually, you know, you're on the water to have a good time and everything. I'm not one to really get into it with people out there. Like, just kind of move on. You know what I mean? Instead, and then you get, you know, they post it online. And they're funny videos. I like watching them and stuff because I like people getting mad, watching people get mad at each other. <laughs> but then you scroll down into the comment section, and there's the, you know, um... The boar's nest, the tough guys, they all come out with the threats. You wouldn't hit me with no garden hose. You'd be pulling back two bloody stumps <laughs> and I'll crawl through blood and guts knee deep and all this other shit. Dude, you won't do nothing, okay? No, well, they're, they're badasses, those, those guys. And if you haven't noticed on the comments and stuff, I mean, they're mean. They're mean. They'll hit you in the head with a weight. They're getting too close to them. <laughs> they claim that. And then it's often when I have a problem out there, they suggest that I do that. Like people are quick Resort to... Resort to violence. Right. Do 10 years over some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, people are quick to say, oh, you, Captain Jeff, you should have thrown a weight at that water taxi. Or you should have did this or should have did that. 
And like horrible advice. That worst is worst advice you could be given. But that, that's probably correct. Even though that's what you feel like doing. That's being an adult. You know what I mean? Uh, let me preface this whole thing. If there's a kid like a Opie Taylor, like a little um, <laughs> Opie Taylor, Opie Taylor. Come on, there's a lot of people that are like young to listen to this. Make another one. Um, you know, like a, a kid un- that can't drive yet, under 16. Okay. And you're going around your neighborhood fishing docks and sneaking and, and you know, kind of maneuvering around little fences to get to fish. I'm I'm in full support of that. So that's a good spot for a kid yes. like that. I got yes. you. I got for you. a grown man that's got a partner that's also a grown man that has financed a Pathfinder and dropped over 400 each on combos and slapped them full with braid and gets magazines and goes to seminars and all this stuff. And then Saturday morning, he's like, dude, let's go to that dock. <laughs> Well, how do you know they didn't teach him that at one of them seminars? They do. Because you hear about it, you see them think, oh, this thing's good. This little lure, this little fake shrimp is good for uh, tossing under docks. Dude, this is not the town for that. South Florida isn't the town for that. From Palm Beach down, maybe, you know, some parts of West Palm and up north of that way area, you know, those guys have to do that. But here, dude, if you can't get bait, why don't you try getting bait instead of flipping a bumblebee lure under some guy's dock trying to get a grunt. <laughs> some guy that you know is annoyed already. How much is a grunt worth fighting over? Or a three-inch jack? Oh, look, they're busting under there. Dude, they're three-inch jacks. What if it was like a five-pound jack? Would it be worth it? A five-pound jack you could cast somewhere else. Right, it'd just roll right by there. Right. You would need to be on that guy's dock. Right. Like, oh, wow, they're busting under his dock. In 30 more seconds, they're going to start moving down the seawall. Boom, you got him. So you're thoroughly convinced that pretty much everything under one of those docks isn't worth catching anyway. Not in this town. Okay. And then the homeowner and the angler are dead pissed at each other about it. <laughs> the homeowner's a jackass. Like anybody that would squirt somebody else with a hose for fishing by their thing is a jackass. Have you been following along, like, on the different stories? Because the first one I heard about was Joyce's dock. And that was pretty funny because there was a whole bunch of fishermen that went there and, like, kind of messed with the dude and made a mockery out of the whole thing, which yeah. I thought was kind of funny. It was funny. And then I've, you know, like, I've seen the other ones, and I know they get a lot of, like, views and people watch. Have you been paying attention? Yeah, I've seen probably a half dozen of them. The Joyce's one was pretty good, unless you find out that she's got um, mental illness, in which case then it's not funny. And the did people any, that are Did anybody get that far? I'm putting it out there. I don't think she's got her stuff together. I thought she was a little off her rocker a little bit. And if comedy is aggravating mentally ill people, if it's watching them get agitated <laughs> as you poke and prod them, uh, this is, I'm not a big fan of that. You know. But the guy from this week, and then there was another one I think that was a lake, which is more bass guys, where they kind of just kept going in circles, getting close enough to them, and... He was turning on his motor. Was that what he was doing? I didn't see the bass one. But I do know the bass people are pretty particular about their dock in the lake because they put, like, their Christmas tree down there every year. Create and, their own structures. Right. They have all these. And then they feed them. They actually right. go to the feed store and get fish feed, and they feed their fish on around their dock. And, like, from a homeowner standpoint, like, I feel that. Like, okay, 
I got you. I know where you're coming from. Shoot me away from your dock. I got a bigger problem with, with government doing it than homeowners. The government telling you you can't fish. Well, they just take, like, whole areas. Whole areas. No matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter what you're into, you can't fish there. And then they just put up a sign and right, wrong, or indifferent, whether they're infringing upon your rights or whatever, they just do whatever they want. The homeowner against the angler, that's more hometownish. You know what I mean? And I think, like, any hometown situation can be somewhat solved, you know, amongst each other. There's a happy medium somewhere. When the government does it, there's no happy medium. The guy that's fishing gets screwed for yeah. whatever million reasons. Yeah. So, well, we got that. So I'm sure you know. Tag us anytime you see any of these people going at it over a dock or whatever. Or if you're a guy that's willing to fight over a dock as a, either a homeowner or an angler, you know, hit us up on social media and tell us what you're out there catching, whether it's grunts or three inch jacks. Well, or, hold on. before we end it, I want to give somebody a little bit of advice. All right, on the dock thing, because people get on my boat and they want to cast lures and stuff. And these fools can't cast. Right. These fools can't cast. So if you're one of them fools that can't cast and then somebody's trying to kick you off of their dock for fishing, it's because you can't cast. Or even if you can cast, you've got to realize that the other nine losers that were there before you couldn't cast. Right, so you're paying for their sins. Right. And that, you know, I, I, th I think that the Guggen thing... Like, there's a lot of Googans that want to fish docks. Yeah. And there's only one way for them to learn, and that's to get kicked right in the balls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then there's the guy that can actually cast. If you can actually cast, my best advice to you is never get into it with a homeowner. Because, one, you don't need to. And for two, if you are doing it, you're just, you know, you're not really helping anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Crazy topic. Can you believe people talk about that shit in this Another day and thing, age? you follow what happened on the West Coast today with the fog? They had fog on the West Coast? They had a heavy fog over there on the West Coast. And nobody went out. They stayed home? Dude, do you not trust your compass? They don't use compasses. What do they use? GPS. They don't, you don't trust your GPS? <sighs> I kind of like the casting thing. I think 9 out of 10 people don't know how to use their GPS. Like I was, I was like pretty much disappointed when I started getting the calls. You know, everybody checks into the lighthouse, give me the reports in the morning, and the guy from over in the Bradenton area <laughs> told me he waited three hours for the fog to clear, and then called it a day. Never went out. Oh, well, Bradenton, that makes more sense because of red tide. Like your GPS don't pick up red tide, and if you're in the fog, you can't see where you're going, and you're going like you know forty. Like they do on them fast flats boats. Yeah. And it's fog. You just go right into the red tide. Even your GPS can't tell you that. Jesus. No autopilot? Nothing? I don't know. I think, I think a lot of people just kind of look for an excuse to stay home. He was already out. What do you mean he was already out? He was like in the inlet. And then, and then the fog came. And the fog was there, like, when he got there. 
and then like let's just go hang around the thing and just went home and didn't even fish you didn't, didn't f- even like fish other, you know little docks or anything or throw plugs around people's docks or nothing <laughs> just went straight home he got fogged out and went straight home fogged out when's the last time we got fogged out between miami and palm beach have we ever gotten fogged out i cannot well we don't really get fog we get no. steam the ocean will steam and it'll look foggy but it's not real fog right but no place between Palm Beach and Miami that you get fogged out. And I think a lot of that has to do with the amount of property tax we pay. Like, the more property tax you pay, the less likely you are to, have. to get fogged out. Yeah. Anyway, dumb shit with the uh, anglers and the homeowners fighting over the grunt spots. But, um... I got one more. What? You guide now all the time, but before you were guiding and everything, you were always the boat dude that was had the boat, the rods, the bait, tackle, and everything, and didn't get a lot of reciprocation from the other people. Like you were the one that took the initiative. Like, hey, does everybody want to go? Anybody want to go fishing? Yeah, we'll go. You got the gas, you got the bait, you have the boat, the insurance, the upkeep, the rods, the maintenance, everything, and there's very little reciprocation. What do you advice do you have for other guys that do a lot of friendly trips right. that are burned on reciprocation? Oh, you can't let it get to you. Like you got to be willing to take the pain. Like if you if you're the guy that has everything and you're the enthusiast and you want your friends to go with you, you pay. You pay. You pay. And any day that you don't pay for everything, it's a major bonus. You know what I mean? But you can't let it get to you. You can't let it bring you down. What if, okay, what if there's enthusiasts, but what if it's another guy that's equal? Well, he's got stuff too? Yeah. But he never invites you. It happens. Like, he's got a T-topper. He goes out and catches dolphin and stuff on the weekends and stuff. He's always jumping on your boat, but he's never been like, hey, Saturday morning, you want to go out and whack him? It would only bother me if he was better than me. Like, if he's better than me and, like, could fish better than me and knew stuff that I didn't know and then he didn't invite me yet, yeah, it'd probably freaking bother me. But that's never happened in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm sure it happens to people. And you got to think, you know, to yourself, should I get mad or should I step up my game where maybe friggin' he should invite me? But you can never be, you know, like, take pity on yourself. The other, I, the other, good, the other thing that the, the, the thing, the cure-all for all that is to be able to friggin' do pancakes. If you can throw the cash net very well, you get invited to everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, if you can throw the cast net better than everybody else, the trip will end up revolving around you anyway. What do you think about that? Yeah. Well, you think guys are taking pity on themselves because they're paying and they're, they're carrying the load? Yeah. The scales, like the scales of justice, like it's all on one side. I've bought all the beer, I've gone and gotten the bait, filled up the boat, done everything. And then I see you on Facebook, and you're posting all your fish that you caught on the dock and didn't be like, oh, yo, Lamont, you want to head out there? Jeff, you want to feel like getting out there? We're going to hit the sails today. But that guy's always like, oh, I'll go. I'll go on your boat, but I'll never invite you to go on mine. That's happening. Oh, that's happening big time. Yeah. That's happening big time. Uh, there's, 
like, I don't know. There's some people, they need that. But there's an old saying, if you fish long enough, you'll learn to hate everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if you never heard that before, it makes a lot of sense. Like Kramer says, it's horse sense. So, I was, I'd imagine that's just another way that people that fish all the time end up hating everybody because if you expect them to come up with any type of cash you're kidding yourself which then translates into hate and then you're fishing now and everything you get an ulcer it's just you, get, you can't aggravated, do yeah you, you can't, can't let yourself get aggravated you can't do that it's next thing you know you're up too early on a saturday morning having paid for everything right Forced to fish inside at some guy's dock because there's too much fog to head outside. Well, the dude that you brought out there with you never reciprocates. At the same time, you're getting blasted in the face <laughs> by a hose from a own owner. <laughs> like, you're ready to fight. He doesn't even have your back. Right. The guy, the homeowner doesn't even know what that angler's been up through. <laughs> you know what I mean? He figures that guy just cruised around the, oh, let's go throw lures at this guy's dock. You know, there's another scenario that, that follows the same line as this. All right. So the guy that um, the guy that's paying for everything, the guy that's taking the, you know, the, the, the load on his shoulders, he invites that dude over to his house. And then invites the dude, what dude? The dude that don't pay. Right. Okay. The friend. Yeah. That doesn't contribute. And then he's worried that the friend's going to take his TV clicker and find out that he doesn't have all the sportsman's channels that he's supposed to have. <laughs> so they never offer to sit down and watch TV because the dude's worried that the dude that he's pissed at knows that he's not getting all the fishing channels. But he doesn't have top tier. That's a sickness. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lamont, let's wrap this one up. Thanks for coming into the Lunker Dog Studios. Good podcast. The dudes with the docks that are pissed because um, the guys are getting mad for you fishing on them. Get a life. I guess that's that's pretty much. The guys it. that are leaving tough guy comments and the on Facebook just calm down. Okay, you're not going to do nothing. They're not going to fight anybody. No, not going to push the guy into a spinning propeller. They're not jumping off there and drowning the guy in his own pool. So we're going on record. We're giving you some solid advice. Like, yeah. do not resort to any type of agitation or violence. Move Dude, along. The best advice is to get out there and get a real bait and stay away from these people's docks. Their grunt spots. Right. <laughs> uh, this is pretty good. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to the Real Guy Podcast and uh, run that dog. <laughs> <laughs>